Welcome to the Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. I'm Dr. Ziposenkosi, a medical professional from KwaZulu-Natal, passionate about community medicine and women's health. I'm the owner of a small medical practice in Pietermaritzburg, which focuses on individualized holistic management. I'll be joined by young professionals all around South Africa who have made groundbreaking moves in their careers, and they'll be taking us through their journey in the professional space. Let's take off with Mandisa Mfega, who hails from Tuzuma in KwaZulu-Natal and is the first Black woman combat pilot in South Africa. She joined the South African Air Force in 2008 and was enrolled at Central Flying School in the Western Cape. She earned her wings in 2011. During the President Cyril Ramaphosa's inauguration, Mandisa, together with other female pilots, took to the skies in a Hawks Formation air display. Thank you so much for joining us, Mandisa. Firstly, congratulations on being South Africa's first black female combat pilot. I mean, that's an incredible, incredible achievement. Welcome to the Standard Bank Make Your Mark podcast series. We're so excited to have you. How are you and how have you been during these so unpredictable times? <laughs> thank you so very much for that introduction. I feel really honored and thank you for the platform. Um, actually, how do I feel during these times? Um, it needs a lot of adjustment because I think as human beings, we're naturally very social people who want to interact with each other, who want to be around each other. And then in these trying times where we want to comfort each other, it is so challenging and we have to keep distance to each other. So it's a very, very um, difficult time for everyone. Um, but um, I think we just have to keep strong and just hold each other um, by compliance and um, empathy, really, compassion and empathy to human beings. But I've been really well, um, other than you know, the fact that it's a trying time right now. Yes, yeah, the human touch is such an important element of, you know, the human the human body and the human space. So, yeah, it has been really difficult, um, but I'm glad you've been okay. So, so just tell us about your journey. I mean, we're all excited to know, um, in particular, your studies, your work experience up until this point, and, and just maybe what your job entails currently from it on a day-to-day basis. Yeah. Okay, sure. Um, I was... Uh, uh, I went to Queensborough Girls High. I grew up in Durban and um, matriculated in 2007. I did subjects um, like maths and science. I also took biology um, at that time. I think it was called like, no, it wasn't called triple science, but I did biology, math, uh, physical science, um, accounting, and uh, Afrikaans and English. But I also took uh, business economics as, a, as an added major. So as somebody uh, growing up in those times, I thought that it would be better to have a well-rounded package because mm. I also understood that as my aspiration wanted to take me towards aviation, sometimes the reality is that you have to have a backup plan and a fallback plan. Um, and mine was opening all the science doors to myself. Um, I wanted to go into engineering as a backup. And then I also kept accounting (laughs) Mm -hmm. in the back alley, you know, because you have to understand how money works, you know, you have to understand how Mm -hmm. the economy works, because as a professional person, you are participating in this economy of ours. Um, I joined the South African Air Force in 2008, and I did basic military training. So with us, um, when you are streamed for the pilot route, this is your career, uh, you are trained by the South African Air Force. This is like from a fledgling, uh, somebody who has no idea how to 
fly to being a professional, you know, qualified pilot or military pilot or aviator. And then later on, you are streamed in a different um, speciality of, you know, the pilot uh, career where you could either be a helicopter pilot or transport pilot, or you could come through and become a combat pilot. So that is the route that I took. Um, it's been mm. an amazing journey. It's been really challenging. Um, the exposure to different elements, and I'm talking about flight elements, physical elements, uh, mental <laughs> and emotionally trying situations. I mean, come on, we're coming from a, a civilian background and you're subjecting yourself to a military place where you're essentially being trained to, you know, be in the combat, you know. Mm. So it does need a little bit of uh, fortitude, um, you know, physically as well. Uh, mm. Then I went through to officer's formative. This is just part of our journey. Um, in the military, officers' formative is understanding the doctrine and how to operate as an officer within the African Air Force, um, understanding the rules that need to be complied with and how to be a person um, in a leadership position. Officers are regarded as leaders. They are in charge of you know, a small group of people that may fall under their section and eventually, um, based on the doctrine, can lead people into battle. Um, so we really needed to understand that and then came the aviation part. Um, the beautiful thing about the military is that the dynamics are, are slightly different. Um, in civilian and corporate world, you are a specialist. When you're training and you get your, your qualification, you are a specialist in that field, and that is where people refer to you. In the military, more first and foremost, you're a soldier. So at any given time, if they need to utilize you in a ground role, you have to have and be equipped. Uh, with the skills that would allow you to perform um, on the ground um, in combat. Then afterwards, you're a specialist. And my specialist mm -hmm. in the Air Force is a pilot. Um, then we started with our ground training, which uh, is um, the ground school, learning the basics of flight, aerodynamics, aeronautical science, how does the aircraft stay in the air, then learning also how to operate the aircraft, um, and then finally getting my wings and we completed up as the flying phase. So it was really, <laughs> it was really an intense, um, it took us four years from the time we joined until we got our wings, but the career is ever developing. You're always growing, you're always learning new skills and adding things to packages to the point where I qualified as a Hawk commander in 20, uh, 2018. Um, and then obviously being, you know, asked to uh, be participate in various uh, um, special occasions <laughs> like Freedom Day and, you know, the inauguration of the president. Um, it just really comes with, 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 the, with the job. So, yeah, it's, um, it's been an amazing journey. It hasn't been linear at all. It hasn't. Um, I mean, anything really has, has been you know, dynamic. Sometimes there's a little bit of a, a waiting period because of, whatever the requirements and objectives of the Air Force may be. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's really been such an, such an amazing journey. Thanks for taking us through it. I think it's good to know exactly how much work goes into being a pilot. I mean, you don't just wake up one day and become a military you know, pilot, but it really allows you and forces you to kind of invest a lot in, 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 in the career. So thanks for that, for taking us through that, especially for somebody who might be listening and wants to be a part of the career. Um, you mentioned that there's, there's quite a different, a few choices that you have um, and not just military pilots. What, what was it that inspired you to make a decision 
to really go into the military aspect of it? Yeah, um, I just really wanted a career that was dynamic in my mind. Um, I mean, as I was uh, going through my subject package, I knew that I wanted something that would allow me the freedom to travel, but also I wanted something that would be physically demanding. Um, I was very athletic at school. I played hockey, I soccer, um, did karate, service. <laughs> mm. <laughs> um, and um, so I knew that I really would love to keep that. You know, I would like to keep um, a job that would still demand those things of me that I had gotten used to in high, in high school. I wanted to keep the uh, academic route um, as strong as possible, but also I wanted to have the fun and adventure of doing something different every single day. So when I discovered the South African Air Force, it was like a no-brainer. This was like, this is exactly what I was looking for. You know, mm. there would be, you know, um, survival exercises. I was looking at the pamphlet when, <laughs> mm-hmm. when I was in high school and I was looking at the pamphlet and there's survival exercises and training and helicopter hoisting and being dropped in the ocean. And like, to me, it looked like really, this is an adventure career, but more than that, I will learn how to fly an aircraft. And, <laughs> um, <laughs> so really, it was, it was really a no brainer for me. And, um, until I was 16 at that stage, uh, my mom used to take us to air shows at Virginia airport. Um, since we were like five years old, um, the, they used to have the, the air show at Virginia. And, you know, we used to love, you know, watching the aircraft performing the aerobatics and the mm-hmm. show and the vibe. And um, I didn't realize because we, we never got close, you know, we never got to interact with the pilot. We never actually went into the air show itself. My mom would park her car outside the fence and we would see the air show. Um, so, I never got to ask the questions around like aviation. I didn't even think the career was possible for me mm. until I was, you know, 16. And um, when I discovered that, hey, this is what it takes to get into this field, it was just like, yep, I'm so, this is it, this is it. Wow. This is where I want to devote my energy, my time, my heart. This is where I want to be. Um, and then the question came about um, choosing the civilian route to become a pilot, um, I think at that time, uh, FSA, FAA had, um, I think, taken a hiatus with their cadet program. Um, but for me, when it came to the question of going to FAA and their cadet program or coming to the military, I still chose the military because mm-hmm. of what it would need, how it would develop me as a person. I mean, um, I, I don't know. I just, I was so drawn to it. It just, it made sense. Even now, it's still, I'm still drawn to it and it still makes sense and mm. it's still exciting. <laughs> um, yes. <laughs> you sound so passionate about it. It's so great. I mean, it's nice also that you were really able to get exposed to it quite early on because a lot of us don't really get exposure to different opportunities and different careers and we all stick to, you know, the normal doctor, nurse, police, which are good careers, but there's so many other careers that one doesn't get exposed to earlier on during childhood. Um, and, you know, just having the possibilities and knowing those possibilities is really incredible. So for you, Mandisa, I mean, you've achieved so much up to this far. Where, where to for you and your career now? So at the moment I fly the Hawk Mark 120. I aspire to fly our uh, lead fighter, which is the the Jazz uh, 39 Gripen. Uh, this is a fourth-generation fourth generation multi-role fighter. Uh, that's where I see myself, uh, I think, maybe in the next uh, year or so, two years. Um, then after that, uh, once I've got enough 
experience I would like to be able to give back to the Air Force and also just to my country in terms of skill. And I would like to become an instructor and teach others how to, how to do this amazing job. Um, and then once I have enough experience there, then I would also like to uh, become a tech pilot. So my career trajectory is becoming more of a specialist in my field um, in, in a way that allows me to share the skills um, to others who are aspirant to, to come here. You know, I would like to make the platform accessible to people who interact with me. And mm. yeah, it, yes. <laughs> incredible. All the best with that. I mean, that sounds like it's, yeah, it's incredible. You're still very young, so there's still a lot <laughs> for you to to, yes. to achieve. Yeah, so I'm sure, I mean, I'm sure your, your, your career is quite demanding and I'm sure you, you obviously don't just work. So how do you strike the balance between your work and, and your personal life? life and maybe you can just tell us what you do in your extra time as well like besides flying and being in the military so um i don't know i really love interacting with people so in my personal life i'm interacting with young kids and you know motivating them or helping them uh, guide them through their careers a lot of the ones that do reach out to me are the ones who are aspiring towards aviation um mm. and then I, I'm actually very active on social media. Mm. <laughs> it's a little bit of a vice. It is, <laughs> I it can is. say. <laughs> um, but I do enjoy sometimes, you know, the less formal um, interactions. And I like to play around with, you know, um, my image. But, and, you know, just make myself, uh, you know, relatable. Um, mm. And then how do I strike a balance? Um, I'm very you know, fitness orientated and I like to use exercise as a way to decompress but also a way of grounding myself and coming back to um, I think sometimes with the demand and work pressures we can get so pulled into you know the rat race of you know I need to do this I need to uh, keep going with my goals work demands that sometimes we can forget to come back into our bodies into ourselves and just occupy this space that is us um, so I like to bond with myself by exercise or meditation, um, connecting with my sister in, you know, Durban. I'm based in Mbopo now. Um, mm. people that I love, you know, just, um, you know, tra- taking care of, of, you know, yourself. And sometimes you can really neglect it. Um, and then I write, I have a blog, I have a website, I run my Wingspan page, um, and, I think, yeah, <laughs> that's what I do. <laughs> You've got quite a dynamic lifestyle. <laughs> so, so why, why, I mean, why do you think it's important for a young professional like you to have a bank account like the Standard Bank professional banking account to fit a lifestyle like yours? Yeah, I think it is so important as young people to understand and manage our money well. Um, I think one of the things that would have been really nice uh, for us to have when we're in high school. I mean, I know we had accounting, but it would have been really nice to have financial literacy, to understand how money works, mm-hmm. the dynamic of money, um, how to protect it, how to make it move in for your benefit and not get trapped about around people or systems that are trying to pull money or extract money from you based on the emotions. So if you're somebody who values and understand that you need to get to a place of independence, then you would want to protect your assets. And having a professional bank account where you can actually interact with somebody 
yeah. are you managing your lifestyle? I mean, we have a very busy lifestyle sometimes. And um, knowing that our money is safeguarded and protected or growing or, you know, is, is working for our benefits is something that professionals, young professionals have to pay attention to. You have to protect that asset because you put your time, your energy into creating mm-hmm. this little bundle for yourself. So why not put the bundle in the best possible place where it will do the work for you so that, you know, it's protecting your time, essentially. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I love that the Standard Bank professional banking account is an account that's tailor-made for our lifestyles, young professionals. And it's not, you're not just kind of trying to fit your lifestyle into a bank account, but it's the other way around. So it's, it really is, it really is incredible. Um, I mean, talking about money, what are the what are the socioeconomic issues that are dear to your heart? I think young people realizing that uh, they don't have to uh, engage with traditional systems in order to make money, you know, to make mm. a living for themselves. I think with social media opening up like this, there is so much opportunity for young people to capitalize on that. I mean, before the artist place used to be um, either you know, traditional television or movies um, um, and art, you have to go to galleries. Now, with social media, people can showcase their art without needing an agent or representative for them to be seen and to be known. So I, I would really love for young people to realize how much power they have in their hands right now um, and capitalize on this. But also how to go about doing it. I mean, it's one thing to be like, yeah, I can make money as a an influencer or the socialites or whatever it is, but actually how to go about like step-by-step step, setting up your own, your first ring light and then singing into a microphone and then getting your work out there known and then people wanting to perhaps buy your beats or mm-hmm. to get you to um, do a voiceover over their work. So I really wish that young people can tap into that, the energy that is happening now to the momentum that is changing because um, the power is in their hands. They just have to wield it. How do how do you use your your profession then? Since you're talking about maybe social media, um, do you also use that um platform? But how 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 else do you use it to positively impact communities um and the society at large? Yeah, so I set out YouTube videos sometimes just to um guide the the youth about the career stream, and then we interact and start the discussion and. Um, then I listen to their pains and their struggles, and then I try and offer a solution to them. Um, and then other things are just showing them a little bit of the element that's not always seen around my work, you know, where I'm walking out with my colleagues and we're going to fly <laughs> mm-hmm. um, for a parade or something like that. And then other platforms, I'm really just, you know, playing around to show the safe, softer side that we're not robots, we're human beings. We have um, aspirations, we have vulnerabilities, we have moments of, you know, uh, sometimes moments of challenge and, and downfall, and then you also have victories as well. So more than anything is the representativity around our career is what I, I'm trying to tap into. The more you see someone who looked like you doing something that you could be, think that you you see yourself doing in the future kind of makes that playing field a little bit more level. You know, you have something to hold on to when you see someone that looks like you. So representativity matters. <laughs> Definitely. Oh, that's beautiful, Mandisa. 
Um, I think in my next, next lifetime, I'll definitely be a pilot. <laughs> you sound like you really love your job. And um, yeah, it's just really beautiful to see and, and hear. So what advice, lastly, would you give to a young individual wanting to follow the same career path as you? They're looking at you on social media, you know, on internet, on, on TV. Um, they are wanting to be just like Mandisa. What piece of advice would you give them? Yeah, I would say that when you focus on your strength, then you have a core that is unshakable. So you have to be, mm-hmm. you have to have an, an unshakable self-belief. You know? um, it's like a, a willow tree. If it's rooted really deep down, like really well into the soil, no matter what winds, what rains, what conditions could come, if you're focused and well-rooted, then nothing can shake you. So... I think that they should continue going in the direction. Reach out to us. We're here to help. And just believe that they can come onto this platform and put in the work. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah, you have to put in the work. Study that math. Study that science. You know, um, Develop yourself physically. But more than anything, believe in yourself while you're doing it. And then enjoy the journey. Because really, if you're doing something just because it's, it's it looks like it could be financially fruitful, but it's not fulfilling your heart, mm-hmm. then it will always be empty. You have to be something that is in alignment with what you love and what you're passionate about so that when the knocks come, then you have fuel to keep pushing against those knocks. So, yeah. <laughs> oh, thank you so much, Mandisa. And that, I love what you just said at the end there, that it's not just about financial gain and it really has to align with what about what you're passionate about, what you are all about. And I mean, it really is so sad to see when somebody is trying to maybe, you know, go into a career because of the financial gain, but then they don't really love it. And um, we want to see people who love being in their career like you. Um, and so thank you so much for, for representing the aviation space so well and so beautifully. Um, I mean, it doesn't, it didn't, I didn't know it required so much, so much physical and mental and emotional, you know, um, strength. But you've just you've just showed me that. I mean, it does, but it's possible. So thank you, Mandisa, for joining us. You've been such a pleasure. Um, all the best with everything in the future. Um, I hope you reach your goals. Um, and yeah, keep safe. Thank you so much, Doctor. It's really been a pleasure, and I also enjoyed, you know, having a chat with you as a professional in your field. Um, I think we're mutually inspired by each other. Uh, I mean, I know that the route that you have taken to get to where you are has needed a lot of work and a lot of fortitude, uh, a lot of sacrifice as well. So I acknowledge you as well. Thank you so much. Oh, thanks, Pandisa. Like I said, in my next lifetime, I'm going to be a pilot just like you. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I believe in my previous one, I was possibly a doctor. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thanks, Pandisa. All the best. Thank you for listening to our Standard Bank Build Real Influence podcast series. Standard Bank. It can be. Standard Bank is an authorized financial services and registered credit provider.